Take my dog, take my kids, take my wife's engagement ring. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the toys from me. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode 196, for the week of Wednesday, the 25th of November, 2005. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... Adam. And John. This episode is brought to you by Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Underground Toy Sherlock, the Bandai Shigokan Shadow Neo Super Saiyan Vegeta, the Ultimate Sparking version, and the Funko Game of Thrones Mystery Mini, Mini Dragoon. Welcome, guys, to yet another episode. How are we all doing tonight? Good. Well. Okay, I think the good beats well. So, John, what's happening in your side of the world? Well, this is going to come out on Thanksgiving, so I'm getting ready to binge on uh, Pumpkin Pie and Jessica Jones. Oh, very nice. So, Pumpkin Pie, that's um, that's something we don't uh, get too much of down here to go pumpkin pie you'll have to send some over to us well so keep is it does it keep well no no (laughs) you gotta gotta have pumpkin pie with cool whip uh so whip whip. cool whip 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 cream (laughs) yeah i I don't know if you guys have whipped cream yeah do we we do yes i'm pretty sure you can get it in a can but god why would you oh the can stuff's the best no literally I was literally having this conversation like a couple of days ago, whether we could or could not get. I remember we had it once, but I don't know if it was something that stuck around. What's wrong with the can, Adam? Because it's not right. You get double thickened cream, you add vanilla um, essence, you add caster sugar, and you whip it yourself. No, you you just get the can, and then when you go in to get a soda during a commercial break, you just pop open that can and give a little squirt. No mess, no nothing. Uh-huh. Are you, is it, are you, do you like the can because you're, you're doing whippets as well? Or? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> it, it just reminds me of shaving cream. Like, I just can't. If it's white and foamy and comes out of a can, that's you put it on your face and lather. It's just, oh, that's, yeah. That's a different fetish, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen pictures like that, but I don't think we want to discuss them here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I it, everyone has those darker moment thoughts where you wonder if you can get away with murder. But then I think about how much like chocolate Sunday mess I always end up all over my face, and um, that that I could never get away with DNA evidence these days. It just covers me through. So that's Are you as disturbed as me right now? Do I, do I need to put the um, Australian Federal Police warning in here again, or you know? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think we might have to. Yeah. They come up a lot. Yeah. 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 And Sorry. so, Adam, 
before you uh, dob me in to the local justice system, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. I've had the house myself today, um, which is meaning Ooh. I get to do a lot of housework. I've gone and bought a bunch of timber and cut it up so I can start constructing a bunny PlayStation for their birthday slash Christmas. Mm, so this will be in, to, to go alongside things like having various bits of cat furniture. The rabbits can have their own bit of furniture that's not a hutch or a cardboard box. Mm. And you're going to have different rooms for them, themed rooms? Uh, it's just going to be um, essentially like a three-level tower pyramid type thing with holes in it so they can climb in and out of it and the different levels. It'll be easy to make. Now, you have a cat run outside, right? We do. Do, do the rabbits use that? or? Yeah. yeah that's cool. So it's just a reasonable portion of the backyard that's segmented off. So the rabbits will go out there, the cats will go out there, um, the rabbits occasionally dig holes, and you just have to make sure they're not trying to dig their way to freedom. Mm. Um but otherwise they're fine with it. They haven't tried eating at the actual enclosure because it's just um, it's just like a netting enclosure. Hmm. So I have actually put chicken wire along the bottom so they can't just get directly at the netting anyway. But, yeah, they're not interested in trying to chew that. They're too busy trying to chew bits of plants and things. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. Do, do rabbits have any, like, pet toys or things like that? Do they go in for that? Is there a market? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different, like, chew things, but there's, like, um, one of the things we've got them is a wicker, like, it's a little wicker basket, woven wicker basket with a belly inside it. But realistically, you can just give them any old crap, um, that's cardboardy or whatever, because they're just, they don't so much go to push it around and play with it as much as they pick things up to move them around to rearrange their room so that they think it's neat or just to pick it up and throw it because it's fun. But, <laughs> yeah. Do, do they actually throw stuff? Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll get it, you know, they won't throw it high and they won't throw it far, but they'll throw it up in the air and sometimes they'll act, instead of throwing it, they'll just pick it up and slam it on the ground just because they, they like the satisfying feel of doing so. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, Thinking that's an untapped market, that could be your next business venture is rabbit pet goods. Uh, you won't get a lot of money, I don't think. Do, do, do you celebrate their birthday with carrot cake? Uh, well, they haven't had their first birthday yet, um, and I wouldn't go giving them carrot cake because it'd be full of sugar and other things that would be bad for them and possibly kill them. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Is it true that lettuce is bad for them? I always hear. Um, if you give them, like, iceberg lettuce yeah. and you give them nothing but that, you may as well be giving them nothing but phone books to eat because there's no nutritional value in it. Yeah. Interesting. There the same go. thing would happen to you if we did it to you. Uh, I could probably stand to lose a bit. Right, that's probably a good thing. I was going <laughs> to say, I'm, I'm willing to try this. Okay. Yeah. I'll go insane. On Eddie, not me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if Adam's willing to build me a three-story house to run around in, I'll, I'll do the salad diet for a while. It's only going to be like 90 centimeters by 90 centimeters at the bottom level, you understand. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think Adam needs a naked Eddie running around his house in the cat yeah. enclosure. That could be worrying. Yeah. You might get yeah. those days behind me. Yeah. So, as a way of trying to get off this topic, Eddie, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, actually, funny enough, there is a bit of a segue to me getting a new house is that uh, I am moving houses. Uh, so, I'm going through that fun thing that every collector 
needs to do, uh, which is pack up one's collection and realize how much crud uh, one actually acquires in this hobby and <laughs> whether it's really needed. So uh, I had a bit of a crisis of conscience trying to find a toy of the week uh, this week because I wasn't too sure if um, like the, some of the things I do have are stuff that I've already reviewed recently or um, have uh, reviewed things similar to or uh, like the Dragon Ball Z stuff I've got. Uh, um, it's already been reviewed on the podcast uh, or it's packed away in boxes. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy something new. But after packing up boxes and boxes of things that I've brought, looked at once and put in a box and in a cupboard, uh, it's quite weird going around to a store and you start to actually really think, oh, do I really want to grab this? Is this just going to look at and be thrown away um in a couple of weeks time and not so uh I, th- I think it's always an interesting time in a collector's life when they have to actually do a bit of a stock take and uh pack it up but uh that feeling has fleeted and passed and i'm back to buying a lot of crap this week uh <laughs> anyway through there and of course binge watching on uh jessica jones which i am really digging and enjoying but i'm a uh, big sucker for uh david Tennant, so i'm definitely in in on this run and nearing the end of the series getting uh getting quite close so uh i've managed to avoid all spoilers up to this point okay. oh and for the people out there this is a little spoiler but it does have an explicit scene in the first episode uh and every episode after that oh well good yeah there's uh if you actually know the comic book alias that jessica jones is based off uh this uh tv show is very watered down of uh uh certain scenes the uh uh the yeah the first issue of jessica jones alias uh is probably one of the most hardcore uh scenes in comic book history for the first couple of pages uh that has yeah, uh, Luke Cage using a different entrance uh, mm. on that one. So, mm. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of full on for a Marvel cinematic one, but yeah, very watered down compared to the original. The original comic was part of their max line, which was their R rated line. So, uh, they're able to get away with certain things. Yeah, I just, if people mm. click on it on Netflix and have. Yeah, no, if your, um, four year old's a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man and sees the Marvel thing, it may not be quite the same, uh, experience. Might raise a few questions. Yeah. There, yeah. She yeah. drinks a lot too, so. Yeah, girl after my own heart. Well, now that we know more than about Eddie this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the world that keeps on giving more. Uh, so, okay, then, uh, if no one has anything else to add, we might as well move along to some articulated news before I embarrass myself any further. The latest attacks led by Baron Arnblood and his evil forces, seen here in exclusive coverage, have forced the country to take action. With me in the studio tonight is the squad leader from the newly formed SAS and the head of the new Z-Force, Captain Grant Campbell, who will be taking command of their combined troops at a secret destination later tonight. More news as it's made from New Action Force. Before we get into our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news, that is. That is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive 
toy news service, but these are just stories that relate to things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. Uh, so I'm going to kick things off with our first bit of news, and the first bit of news I have comes from the folks at Underground Toys, and that is their Doctor Who 5-inch line. We've gotten some uh, new solicits of figures coming out. Now, they're running a bit behind with these solicits. Some of these figures are actually already hitting UK stores uh, and will probably be hitting other stores very soon, so you won't have to wait too long for these. It includes the 8th Doctor, how he appeared in the Night of the Doctor mini-episode that took place before the 50th anniversary special, a Clara Oswald figure, which is a repaint of the one that came in the box set from uh, the Asylum of the Daleks, and a Missy figure, a, a new character who uh, might have some ties to another character who's been annoying the Peter Capaldi uh, Doctor there. So uh, I am a big fan of Underground Toys and particularly their Doctor Who license. Uh, the eighth Doctor is the one that excites me here because I do like that mini episode, but it comes with a bandolier that wasn't exactly accurate to that character. It was actually worn by the William Hurts. Uh, doctor, but uh, you know, I guess they're looking for accessories from that episode to give him, so they've chucked it on him here. But I do hope we get a young uh, William Hurt Doctor in there at some point. And John, you had some thoughts on the Clara one here. Yeah, I, well. I thought the faces on the um, on the Missy and the Clara were both a bit off, and, and I finally worked out who I thought the the Missy actually looked like. You know, the guy that was on um, Torchwood and then in Pacific Rim. Ah, uh, yep, 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 yep. With Kane. Yep. That's who Missy looks like to me, if you just look at the face. Yeah, I can, I can definitely say. Kind of smaller eyes and. Yeah. He was in Dark Knight Rises as well, wasn't yes. he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, I can, uh, well, no. maybe if you're doing a Torchwood custom, that's good. Well, they did Torchwood figures, okay. so. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they did him, though. I think he was oh, well, one of the ones they didn't get around to doing, so. They just had the head sculpt left over. And, yeah. There you go. Uh, Now, I have seen images of Missy uh, with a different head sculpt to that. It's one with her sans hat, so, uh, and that one seems to look uh, a bit better uh, than that one there with her actual hair down. So, uh, if you are, if you do, are facing a choice between the two, I would go the sans hat one. And yeah, the Clara, the original one wasn't a great Clara. Um, I don't think that really captured the face there. It's a bit uh, flattened off, and uh, it's a bit shallow to say, but her hips are a bit off there as well. It's not exactly Jenna Coleman's body uh, mm. that we're running through uh, there. They've definitely got the the clothing choice in that right, but yeah, not not a yeah. not a great overwhelming uh, likeness. I would have preferred for them to go with uh, her uh, more. Uh, recent haircut too, with the more Bob style, uh, than this more longer hair, uh, run there too, but, uh, it's, here's what it is. Uh, but speaking in the world of five inch action figures, we also have the latest wave from McFarlane's Assassin's Creed run, and there seems to be a bit of a, a flag theme running through this wave. So the new figure, the highlight would be the Jacob Fry, uh, figure. So he's in his top hat design outfit, but we also have repaints of Connor from Assassin's Creed 3 and also Aterio. Uh, and this one's based off the, uh, Revelations, uh, outfit design. Uh, oh, I said Aterio, I mean Ezio. 
forgive me, forgive me, uh, Ubisoft fans. Um, but yeah, so this one, I, I'm excited to get uh, Jacob Fry into my collection. I collect pretty much all the Assassin's Creed figures that have been coming out, but uh, not the choice or style I would have wanted to go through. And it looks like Connor's a bit of a uh, Patriots football fan because he seems to have the symbol uh, painted across his face there. Maybe he's off to a game uh, or so. Uh, yeah. yeah, just... Just that yeah. the color choices seem odd. It's it's very not Assassin's Creedy, and the Ezio one is pretty subtle because it's mainly the fur on his um, left shoulder is done in the Italian flag style. I mean, it it really is a very subtle repaint from the the last version. I mean, it looks good, but um, since I've got the last version, I I know I will pass on this unless I see it for just absolutely no money or um, some kind of improved accessories or something. Yeah, I I had to really look hard to realize that it wasn't just an image of the old figure put on there again with uh, re-releasing him. But um, yeah, he he's a bit of a weird one, and I I would this was my biggest disappointment uh, of the wave because I was really looking forward to I saw the names before I saw the images, and I was really hoping for a classic sort of white Ezio uh, from one of the uh, Assassin's Creed two games rather than uh, one of his later. Uh, appearances, so uh, it's still a bit of a hole. I feel we've yeah, got that. Even even the Jacobs kind of disappointing because he's in, you know, he's got the Union Jack colors throughout his outfit, and that's not really game accurate. Yeah, no, I would have uh, much preferred him in his cap that he wears at the start of the game uh, through there. But at least him, he's a brand new character and figure in there, whereas these other two are ones that uh, we we have gotten before without. Uh, much new coming through uh, with them. Uh, but speaking of Assassin's Creed, there was also some news on this same video game front from Triforce. Uh, so they're releasing a big statue. Uh, I know it's a statue because it's done in statue scale of Jacob Fry. Uh, and this is design is taken straight off the cover and promo, promo material of Jacob sitting uh, backwards on a chair uh, looking across. It's a very nice design, a lot of mixed media thrown in here. Uh, unfortunately, the solicits don't give you a, a lot of detail of how the face under the hood looks, but uh, the figure himself does look very detailed and stylized. But um, it is a bit of a shame because it does look uh, like his sister is uh, missing there. Uh, I'm blanking on it. What's her name, John? I'm blanking. Evie. 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 That's it. Um, Evie's uh, missing on here, which uh, is also from that McFarlane section we just mentioned before. Uh, she hasn't turned up there. So hopefully Evie starts getting some collectible love uh, sometime soon in the future. Uh, but he's a bit expensive. He's going to set you back around 600 and. 50 US dollars if you're looking to acquire him. Um, but if you are a big Assassin's Creed fan, it does look like a fantastic piece there. Uh, well, there and, there's a, a subtle little thing there that I didn't notice um, until just now. And his hidden blade's actually out on his left hand, and he's got his fingers kind of on it. Ah, um, uh, like he's doing a, the tapping. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Yeah, kind of no, like that. that. That is very nice, but just I like when there's a little bit of character thrown in um, there, so it's uh, you can definitely see it as if he'd be tapping his finger 
uh, on it, which does very much suit the character from uh, the Syndicate game. Uh, and uh, with rounding up my bit of the new section tonight, uh, Marvel came out and announced... Uh, that they're doing a big merchandise push with their Netflix series. Uh, so we can definitely see that with our good friends at Funko uh, jumping on with this and showing off their Daredevil TV series uh, pop vinyl. So we've got Daredevil in his classic red costume. You've got him in the covered face, uh, similar to the costume he wore in uh, Daredevil Born Again that he wears through most of the Daredevil TV series till right at the end, a Matt Murdock and a Kingpin. And Funko have also thrown out a few other solicitations this week, so we also have some Kung Fu Panda action. Uh, We've got some Shrek uh, turning up here, as well as one that's going to make my best friend in the whole world, Claire, very happy because they're doing her favourite character finally, which is Felicity from Arrow, that I think they've done a wonderful job, uh, particularly on the glasses. They've got it very dark at the top and then uh, going down into the brown uh, there. So they've definitely captured uh, a Felicity uh, throw here. Uh, so what do you guys think of these uh, pops as they're turning up? I think the, the Shrek ones are a bit off. I, I don't like the style of those as much as the Kung Fu Panda. The Kung Fu Panda looks a lot better to me. Yeah. I find that the whole Funko Pop thing is just, it's so hard to care anymore. (laughs) There's just so many of them. I just, I don't care. Not to that point. We we almost should change the thing to, these are the few licenses that Funko still haven't picked up, and that's that's it. Yeah. 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 On on, uh, the Toys R Us report, I see robots this week. He he threw out some reactions that that sounded kind of cool. He had some ideas. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, but he threw out MASH, and I thought, oh, that would be a cool reaction set to do. Uh, I'd buy those. Yeah, they exist, though. You can get MASH. You, they did MASH figures, didn't they? Well, I know. That's why I think it'd be cool to do reactions of them. But have they been doing ones that had figures? I thought they were doing the ones, the reaction was ones that didn't have those um, style figures. I thought some of them had been done before. Maybe not, now that you say that. Yeah. I mean, I love I love a good mash thing, so yeah, yeah. get it on. What, what about you, Adam? Is there is there a property out there that they haven't done that you would you would actually be okay with? Uh, I don't think so because I don't think that they'd do it. I mean, most of the things that I that I actually or that aren't kind of the mainstream stuff is kind of the anime stuff, and most of that's being covered by someone else in Japan. So I yeah. guess my answer is no. You know, what if they did Battle of the Planets reactions, though? That would be weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone did Battle of the Planets stuff, like a, either a Figma or someone else has done that. Yeah, they've got some, what, 12-inch ones out right now? Maybe, yeah, no, okay. maybe, they're, maybe they're not. Maybe they're six. I can't remember. What about Speed Racer? No, no Saurus did those not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, I don't care for Speed Racer anyway. Yeah, I, um, I actually can't stand Speed Racer, but that was the only 80s uh, anime I could think of. I have Speed Racer on my desk right here in front of me right now. Huh? What? Who? Yeah. Huh? Who? He's huh? right here. He's right here. Huh. Huh. I can't remember who it was. Someone did um, original Bubblegum Crisis about 10, 15 years ago, and those things go for crazy money now, um, so it'd be worth seeing someone do that again, but I'd assume that'd be more likely to be a, 
a Figma or a Revoltech would do that. So yeah. What about there was a show and it's a huge disagreement because my dad swears I used to watch this up and down every day and I have no recollection of ever having watched this show or had any interest in it. But there was a show called Monkey or Monkey Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, like Funko Reaction of Them. That seems. Was that maybe an Australian show? Because I do not have any recollection. No, it, it's Monkey. It's, um, has, you know, it's a Japanese show. And then when they did the English dub, they changed, for example, Tributaka. Um, the Tributaka is played by a girl. And in the English dub, at least I'm not sure about the Japanese dub, they voiced her as a man, I think. I can't remember. So it was, there's, oh. I'm pretty sure it was another layer of this is weird in the English version. Because Tributaka is a male priest in Journey to the West. Um, but in Monkey, it's played by a girl, which, okay, fine, but it, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, um, my, my favorite one is, uh, I don't know if it's just urban legend or not, but Samurai Pizza Cats, where apparently yeah. they lost the scripts for the, uh, the cartoon and then they just had, uh, voice actors basically improv what was going on in the cartoon and it's just all weird and i mean it's a weird and wacky cartoon anyway but the voiceover dubs on it is some really strange stuff cool well i will try and save us from all of this and move on to my first news item which is a previews exclusive live more you see what would see what they did there um, ah, from from yeah Amazon. i just got that i'm terrible it, it's it's subtle I, I had not got that till you had rammed it down my throat yeah i it took actually took me an episode before I got it. I was like, "Oh, I get it now." Anyway, um, we've seen the uh, pre-order. I don't think the figure's actually out yet, but uh, this will be another, you know, uh, previews exclusive. Be out in April, but this is live in her what's referred to on the show as full-on zombie. Um, so she's got little veining, her skin's a little paler, and she's got the the bright red eyes, and. Um, like she's got some um, hair down over one of the eyes as well to kind of differentiate her from the other figure. Um, there'll be accessories, but they don't say what they are. Um, some interchangeable hands. I think I might be in for this. I think I might be in for the first one too. Because hmm. I kind of dig the show. It's got that Veronica Mars feel to it. And um, I just like it. I don't know. Okay. It, it's, it's not your, it's, it's not your typical zombie show because the zombies are intelligent yeah, I, I struggle with that in a zombie show, in zombie media. Well, it's... They need to be stupid so that the people seem even stupider by comparison. It's it's like they're a cross between a vampire and a zombie. They're more of an infected person than they are a zombie. Uh, as long as they don't, have, they don't have rage virus? Well, if they don't... Uh, the, the premise is, is if they keep eating like brains, they can keep their intelligence up. Okay. But if they don't, like if they starve for a while, they, they kind of devolve. Okay. So the longer they go without eating brains, the more they devolve. And, and they've shown that in the show. They showed one that was like completely like, you know, cut off from eating for a while. Yep. But cool show. If you get a chance. Um, yeah. And no, I didn't check it out. Yeah, de- definitely check it out. It it, it it was better than than I expected, a lot better than I expected. Cool. So, 
And speaking of uh, women in of action figure form, well, this is a really action figure. This is a PVC figure from uh, the Marvel Femme Fatales line from Diamond Select. Um, this is Captain Marvel, and Eddie tells me this is her current current costume. Yep, this is the one she's currently sporting. Yeah, so this is her kind of like looks like probably floating up in the air, but she's got like a little orange base, and then. Uh, very anime-looking face, but a kind of a cartoony body, I think. Mm. Nine inches tall. Um, what do you guys think? It's a nice yeah, one. it's, it's um, this femme fatale line. I don't think they've done anything uh, crazy, uh, like bad or anything like that with it. I think they do a very fine job, but they're still yet to really do a statue that you kind of like really in awe over it. Look over it's, it's very, you know, if you're giving this a school mark, it's a, it's a B minus type of work from them every time they, they're getting the job done, but there's nothing stunning usually with this uh, lineup either. Yeah. It's almost like, especially with that face being as anime as it is, it, it you'd almost rather think, well, I'd rather have a Bishoujo of this. Bishoujo? 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 Yeah. Sure, yeah. I've worked out what the problem with the face really is. It's that she's got some kind of distant, vacant facial expression, like some kind of weird Stepford Wives face or something. Oh. Like she's, she's got like the, you know, thousand yard stare kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it just, there's, it, it's there. There's a, it's just slightly lifeless to me. I guess mm. that's, that's kind of what you're saying is. Yeah. It's just not, there's no spark to it. Hmm. All right. Well, keen of having no spark of life, um, sideshow this week oh. uh, put up for pre-order their exalted Reaper General Demi Thiel, Demi Thiel, Demithil, um, from their Court of the Dead uh, series. This is a legendary scale figure, which means it's about thirty inches tall. Uh, will set you back $999.99. So it's not a thousand. So if you have a thousand limit on collectibles, this will make it. There you go. Until you chuck in your postage. Uh, you, that doesn't count for this. <laughs> He's expected to ship in the fourth quarter of next year. So between October and December. So you may have him for Halloween. You may not. And this guy is a grim reaper, essentially in armor with um, a big sigh. And as Adam would like to point out, how many arms? There's at least two main right arms, one main left arm. I think there's another miniature, like, little quaddo kind of arm on his right-hand side as well. They don't really give any explanation of that either. You know, I'd like wish there was a little more to the bio on this yeah. guy. Um, pretty studied-looking figure. Mixed media. You know, he's got the, looks like the cloth cape. Um, every little armor piece has detail on it. The base is really detailed out um you know if if this was my thing i'd I'd say it'd be all over this i mean it just looks fantastic even the skull has a texture to it It looks really good so but it's not your thing is a job no no and um you know we we mentioned earlier that scott probably wouldn't replace his joker with this because it might actually be creepier who maybe not though that joker was pretty creepy so yeah what, 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 is this your thing, Adam, Eddie, any, anybody? No, and definitely not at that price. Yeah, I, I just can't comprehend spending that much for a character that is only existent in this statue. Like, it just, 
you'd really have to love the piece. You'd really have to love. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's not kind of the problem for me because it's for me it's kind of you know at that point you're kind of paying for something that's almost fine art type thing. Mm. People spend that much on like a painting or a statue or, or a you know a, a proper statue in uh, air quotes. Um, the real yeah. problem I have is it's just where are you going to put it? It it's not like it looks good, but it's not pretty. It's not something you're going to put out on display in the middle of your house. It's this thing that's kind of large and it's going to cost you a grand US before you even talk about shipping it. Yeah, so, and see, that's that's one of those ones too that, once again, with it not being a licensed one, you know, you have a dinner party one night and someone sees this statue there near the entrance and they're like, oh, what's that? And you're like, oh, that's the Exalted Reaper General. And they're like, what's that from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good talk. yeah. You could just say Warcraft and I think they'd believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Or your workplace. That's yeah. no, from a workplace. Or you just set up like a little altar in your house and light a candle to it every night and just freak the neighbours. That's taking it too far. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that that probably is. No. That probably is. Well, if you want to really have something creepy hanging around your house, you could pre-order for arrival in March of next year at a slightly cheaper rate. And... um Probably about the same height, actually, because this is 36 inches tall. It is the Xenomorph Egg from Aliens. It is a life-size one, and it's um, made out of foam, and it comes with a face hugger to pop out of it. Yeah. But does not pop out automatically. No. But it does light up. What's the... This is like the whole cursed Froget discussion all over again. Yeah. But it does come out in time for Easter, so if you're looking for that special Easter egg... I, I like prop replicas and props and stuff, so I like this. Um, there's little worms around the base. I don't know what that's all about. Any, any, no, no idea. Typical? No. I, I don't know. Um, well, it was designed by Giga, so they were probably male anatomy moving yeah, around. If this was from Aliens, they wouldn't have. Um, they would have been on the the base, so I wouldn't have thought there would have been any worms there. Mm. Maybe they imported them to farm with or something. Who knows? Yeah, um, but then no one had been out to the spaceship before the guy yeah. goes out there. So. They oh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> they uh, made the the tops of this so that it the the pedals open up and close. They're they're metal uh, armature inside the foam. Um, so I would probably do that as you know, it's wire. Um, so. I'd be do that sparingly. Um, also, the the face hugger has a bendable tail, so yep. if you wanted to wrap him around your neck, mm-hmm. right, you could do that. Was it's it Necker? Was it Necker that released a a face hugger like a like size scale face hugger previously? Because I know there's like um, plushy ones and things like that, but I was pretty sure someone had done a a proper kind of one before. There's there's a couple out there. Um, I don't know if it was them or not. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I actually made one last last minute addition to the news because it's a statue and it's one that if it wasn't so damn pricey, I would probably be interested. Um, it is the Bioshock Big Daddy. This is from the the Burial at Sea uh, DLC, which I haven't played. So don't don't. <laughs> it's four hundred and forty nine dollars and expected to ship in the spring. Um, limited to four hundred. Um, this is Mr. Bubbles, and he's got two little sisters with him. 
Um, which is pretty cool. I'm a big fan of the Big Daddies. I just, I love that design. Uh, this one has the full green. All his little ports are painted green. Um, he's got the drill and he's kind of down on, on his knees. He's got one knee down on the ground and he's holding a little sister and another one's kind of trying to get ready to give him a hug on, on his leg. So, um, very cool. Uh, looks really like everything's textured out and he's got the tanks on his back and, you know, the little pipes and stuff. So, um, definitely looks like a big daddy and, uh, I'm pretty impressed. I mean, it's, it's it looks like it's a big piece as well. Um, is this, this interesting to you guys at all? No, so I've, I've never actually played Bioshock, which I'll oh, annoy, uh, yeah. Um, so is, these big daddy guys, is this who you're playing as, or is this a villain in the yes. game, or to both? Yes. Yeah. Um, in the second one, you play entirely as a big daddy, but a specific big daddy, and it's not this one. In the first game, um, you play some as this guy, as one of these guys. There's actually multiples. They're actually kind of the guardians of the little sisters, as the little sisters wander through Rapture and harvest, pl- or, uh, I'm trying to think of what they harvest. They use the big needles and they pull stuff out of bodies. Um, and I should know what it is, but I, I can't, it's not coming to me. So, um, and as soon as we finish recording, I know I'll remember what it is, but, uh, yeah. And the, the little sisters, they're kind of their protectors. So. Okay. Whereas I played, I think the first hour or so of Bioshock Infinite and found it wasn't for me. I, I have not played Infinite yet because I got started on the Assassin's Creed row or, you know, round of games so yep um, i have not played infinite yet i probably will just to play it but i i it it didn't appeal to me as much as that world of rapture okay so there you go and this is at irrational games so um you know look up the game shop and uh this is in their uh store for pre-order so there you go well i'll take over from here and um the first thing i'll talk about is the hot toys hot angel series uh, AVP one sixth scale alien girl collectible figure, which, um, is a disturbing item when you think about it. Um, when you actually get to see what, um, the artist, which is Mr. Alfonso Lum, uh, has turned out. It's, um, a, uh, scantily clad girl in, uh, an exosuit that's rather revealing, uh, to the point Scott probably wouldn't be allowed to display this, even if he wanted it. Um, and her exosuit is styled after a xenomorph, so she's got uh, the tail and she's got the tubing coming out the back, and the helmet is essentially a xenomorph head with her face showing through where its mouth would be and her pointy um, fringe essentially forming the upper row of teeth. Um, what do you guys think about this one? I, I, I've kind of worked out where I think what it reminds me of. It reminds me of, um, have you ever seen the pictures of the girl that cosplayed as Venom? And, and kind of had the black all around her. Yeah. You know, and showing a lot of skin. That's what it reminds probably. me of. Probably. Okay. Yeah. That's probably a fair analogy, too. Yeah. I don't know if I want a Hot Toys figure of the girl who cosplayed as Venom. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, this is where it gets to a bit of a weird line for me once again. Yeah. As the, I can see, I'm sure in this grand world where... There's lots of different people and personalities. Almost anything you can think of, there's someone who would want it. But I do wonder if there's how I'm there's thinking, enough people that I'm thinking can, um, in Japan this, this yeah. will go over. This will sell well for sure. Mm. 
I wonder. I wonder how much one of these is going to run. You got to figure what two fifty. Keep going, I reckon. Yeah, maybe. But I, I would have to think with the. So if they've got the alien license, there must be other characters that could potentially sell more than Hot Girl and Alien. Well, Adam, you were saying that they did a Predator too, right? I think they've done a Predator one before as well. Yeah, they they did a Predator one, but that was actually... She was based off an Alien vs. Predator comic character in there that they'd kind of sexified up a bit for that one, I believe. I could be mistaken on that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Whereas I believe this one's a brand new uh, character. Yeah. Uh, On the the topic of who would I put in in an Alien's aliens license in 1-6 scale, clearly the answer has got to be Jones, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Nobody that should be the name of this hot angel, actually. Jones. Articulated animal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there we are. Official name. You heard it here first. Breaking news. Action figure podcast. Jones, yeah. the alien. Jones. Jones. Yeah. 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 All right. Moving on. Um, the wonderful people at Max Factory have announced a Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, yummy Yugi Figma. So Yugi Muto is the main character of Yu-Gi-Oh!, his alternate personality is Yummy Yugi, which is when he's all um, got his hair up and he's ready for for playing some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And uh, so in this, you get the main figure, you get a base, you get a Millennium Puzzle, you get a Jewel Disc, you get a cape, you get a hand of cards, you get a separate individual card. And then where the details start getting a bit weird is you get a fearless smile expression part you get a glaring expression part, so I'm assuming swap out portraits, and then eye direction changing parts times three types. And it's unclear to me as to whether or not that's um, just swap out eyes that plug into a portrait, whether that's swap out portraits entirely or, you know, I was thinking about this a little more and I doubt that it's like the, um, what are what are Hot Toys and Sideshow called this? Slim PRS, the... the oh, um, PERS? Yeah, the movable eye thing, yeah. I don't well, think it's that. They actually have done um, those movable eyes on Figma uh, figures before with, like, the little stick and you move the eye on the inside of the portrait. I know the Solid Snake uh, definitely okay. has that. But I think these ones, looking at the actual figure, it's, um, I, I would guess, and the fact that they listed as time three parts, that it's probably the um, eye plates that you remove out and would put new ones in, I'd be guessing uh, with these okay. ones. But okay. I could be so wrong. But So that would pretty much literally be just popping out the eye itself and popping another eye in? Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I I'm very excited for this. This was one I was actually like, oh, with um, my sort of interest renewed in anime characters of my high school years, so I was like, I wonder if they've done a Yu-Gi-Oh figure. Uh, which was a favourite one of mine, more so for humorous, nostalgic sake of making fun of it back in the day of how easy it would be to write for this show. You just got to beat each card by writing them, pulling out the card that beats that next card. Um, but then uh, digging through and not finding anything the very next day, they had a solution up for a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh figure. So made me happy. Hmm. So I'll probably be tracking this down and picking it up. I, I know I'm going to regret this. What's a Millennium hmm. Puzzle? I've got no idea. Oh, okay. It, it's it's about a thousand more than a century puzzle. Only okay. a thousand more? That's quite a bit more than a millennium. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Is, is that the pyramid thing? Yeah. 
Okay. So it says it's been ages since I've actually watched it. There was some weird plot of that the cards were ancient Egyptian and the whole. Okay, you can start right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, Hollywood collectibles have solicited a one-quarter scale statue of uh, Peter Bankman, so Bill Murray from Ghostbusters. You can get that if you pre-order it. It'll arrive in the second quarter of 2016 and it'll cost you $400. Uh, before shipping, and shipping will probably cost you a bit since it's 19 inches tall and 21 pounds. Thoughts? He looks like the video game one to me. Yeah, he he looks like him. I just I think he looks more like the stripes or the the Caddyshack version. Yeah, I agree. It looks more like those versions, but it, it still looks a little bit stylized or something. Like appreciating these, not everyone's ideal, you know, facial sculpt. But it still looks a little bit kind of stylized and comic-y, so maybe Eddie's right and it's based off of the video game. I wonder I wonder if what Eddie maybe said before about this being a de-aged scan. Yeah. Into this. Like they've scanned him and he's got, like, you know, de-aged, took wrinkles out, and that's why it looks so smooth. Yeah, that could well be it. Eddie, you might have solved it. Yeah, well, I'm often right. I just... I. I worry with this new movie coming out that we're going to get a, a an overflow just like the Batman sixty six stuff of of Ghostbusters, mm. did, you know, original Ghostbuster stuff. Yeah, mm. it's weird. I remember actually a time long ago, like wanting more Ghostbuster movie stuff, and now it's already starting to get to that saturation point for me of just there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's never been one of those things I've decide I need the collectibles for. It's an entertaining couple of movies, and then after that I'm happy to just forget about it again. Yeah, I mean, but. one series of figures, I understand the Lego one, but I don't know that we need all these statues and stuff. Yeah. All right. Moving on to something that's kind of related to what John was just talking about before, which is that tweet ahead uh, doing a, uh, a maquette of the Frank Gorshin Riddler. Um, he's got his, his green underoos on. He's got his... Uh, his purple girdle, purple gloves, and um, purple eye mask on, and he's standing on top of some kind of puzzle thing, um, and looks like he's either just had a brilliant idea, is posing a question, or has just done a fart. Um, but Either way, it's it's brilliant. It is. It's definitely definitely a good representation, um, and it'll set you back two hundred and fifty bucks. And and this is in that that famous Marquette scale. It is. <laughs> So many scales to keep track of. Well, why is it the show that the statue guys aren't on are the ones where none of the statues actually have scales? <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. I, I like this piece. I, I think it looks great. I think they've really captured that character. Like like you said, he's holding the finger up like he's asking a question, but just the the insane look on his face. Yeah. yeah I love that. Um, you know, I've been watching the, the new Gotham series, and the, the Riddler's kind of kind of – now looking at this, this his portrayal on the, the the newer episodes really reminds me of this right here, um, kind of that crazy look, and and we're starting to see that Riddler develop on the show. So, um, mm. well, I'd I'd actually venture a guess to say that the Frank Gorsham is the still the best Riddler performance we've gotten in all all different. I, I would give you that. Yeah, I would give you that. I liked how the they did the origin in in the movie, um, but you know 
obviously that movie is way over the top. Mm. Uh, Well, you you probably liked when they redid it again for Electro in Spider-Man 2. I I have not watched Spider-Man. I haven't watched either (laughs) of the new Spider-Man. It's amazing, actually, when you look at it, how much Spider-Man 2 cribs from Batman Forever. Really? Yeah, it's it's once when you actually see it, you realize how much that they made Jamie Foxx's Electro, Jim Carrey's Riddler, it, it, in terms of origin. It's mm-hmm. the really like that fact that no one picked up on it while making the movie is kind of weird. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. This is a nice hmm. looking piece though. Tweeterhead did a yeah. good job with it. Yep. So coming in March or April next year. Correct. So I'm sorry. Ask it as a question. March or April. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that took me a while to get at Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my final piece of news is Mondo have announced a one-sixth scale Michelangelo, as in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Michelangelo figure. Um, it will have twenty-five plus points of articulation. It'll be based off the Eastman Laird comic book. Um, and comes with oodles of accessories, including. Uh, swap out red mask head or orange mask head, depending on whether you're a purist like Ben or a heathen like Eddie. Uh, okay. Two-nun a set of C-grip hands, a set of climbing claw hands, unique splay fingers, positive vibes hand. That sounds a bit wrong, but we'll keep moving. You get two four-point sh- four-pointed shuriken, two eight-pointed shuriken, a grappling hook and cord, a triceraton blaster, a belt, a little awful orphan Alien and a pre-mutation baby Michelangelo. Um, so plenty of pack-ins, and that's only going to set you back $150. So I think that's a, a pretty looking figure. Um, yeah, um, this, I mean, it definitely captures that look. It's kind of cool they had to swap out masks, so if you if you don't want to be like Eddie and, and do the black yeah. and white one, I would do the yeah. colored ones, but... Um, I, I am interested to see uh, what they do with uh, Raphael since he had the red bandana uh, mm. mask there. Anyway, I believe on one of the ones that looked like there was a head just without a bandana. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they get clever with that one. Do something like that. When hmm. when is the first one expected to ship? Uh, it's early next year, so I think it's around uh, March April. Uh, the Leo. Well, I think his flexi pay start around January through that. I've, I've picked him up all so far, uh, but okay. obviously Raphael being my favorite, they've saved him for last, uh, Just through there. But yeah, yeah, that's the way they get, yeah. that's how they make sure that I get all the rest of them. Cause if it was just Raphael, I might've just got him first and not the others, but they've got me for the whole lot now. Excellent. Any, any reason you think that the, they kept two different sets of throwing stars in there? Is there a reason for that or? Nah, I don't know. Mm. Just funsies. Okay. Yeah. Adam, you picking this one up? Nah, Turtles was fun back when I was a kid, but, you know, um, if I was going to be looking at something, I'd be getting the Playmates line and um, saving us a bit of cash. Mm. Well, if you want the Playmates line, they're actually turning up at uh, Toy Worlds here for $10 now rather Jesus than their retail. Yeah, yeah. I was actually tempted to pick up another set and just do the white paint on their eyes and try some custom stuff. But okay, yeah. cool. we will want fix- pictures in the future, Eddie. That's if I do it. I'm a terrible customizer, and all my paints oh, are. Yeah. Um, you you just up. set it to to 
tens of dozens of people. Yeah, I always get you know you know how Ben always makes that joke on oh people put up their customs and you're like oh that's good for a first attempt. I'm like that's what he'll say to everything I put up for like my hundredth attempt. Like, that's good for a first attempt. I'll tell you what if you if you do that you pick up turtles. Mm. I will post the picture I have of the rabbit I made from uh, Wallace and Gromit out of Sculpey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'll take something special before I will post that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, because that's it's, my, oh. it's definitely deranged. Easy done. Right. Well, that wraps up articulated news. So we'll be right back with our next installment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. Or it could also be him reading from some old catalogue. So over to you, John. Some old catalogue. I didn't have this vintage. Well, that's what I did last week. And I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to read to you now. Uh, blank are spaceships you control. Point noses up and they roar. Level off, the pitch changes. Noses down, they hum. Spot your foe, press the fire button and watch as laser lights flash and emit sounds. Hmm. Hmm. Adam? It's vintage, so I know Eddie won't have a guess. But Adam, do you have a guess? For some reason, I'm thinking either Micronauts or Battle of Planets. Uh, you're, it, it's the, the right type of idea um this is actually little house on the prairie it is not little house on the prairie (laughs) (laughs) never little house on the prairie um this is actually a starbird and they made two different versions of those i don't know if you remember starbird but it was like this this one off actually it was two off um kind of spaceship thing they made a, a black one and a white one um, black ones real small and the black, the white ones real, the one most people know is Starbird. Um, and you kind of point them up and they make a town, ta- you know, make a sound and then point them down and they make a different sound. And, um, mm-hmm. you could actually f- fire at targets and they would react and stuff. So, okay. I, I knew a guy that had one of these and, um, I was recently at a toy show and I, I got one that's not a hundred percent. It's, it's only about 70% there, but, um, it's the closest I've ever had to having one at all, so I, I'm pretty happy with that. I don't know if Eddie remembers this one or not. Eddie? I have no idea what a starbird is. Oh. I've never, I, honest to God, I'm not, I'm not saying this for the vintage joke humor. I've never heard of it up until this moment. Wow. <laughs> well, now you got something to research this week. I do. That's always exciting. I love learning new things. Learning new things good. Starbird was cool. It, it was by Mattel, so like I said, it was it wasn't related to a property. It was just a thing. All right, let's go with a new one. And and by the way, um, I, I'm kind of worried about Hellbot because I thought he would get that one like right away. He hasn't posted anything yet. So Hellbot, if you're out there, I hope you're okay. Um, here's the new one. Two blank man the craft. There's a cable that attaches figu- two figures of or the rocket module. Rocket module can also ride piggyback on the mothership. 
I think we'll just stop it right there. What do you think? There's more, but I'm going to stop it there. Hmm. Still thinking Little House on the Prairie. It, yeah, you know, Little House on the Prairie and the famous rocket ships. Yeah. <laughs> it was the the animated series. It was like, you know, the Happy Days kids would travel back in time. Little House on the Prairie, they went up in the rocket ship on the cartoon version. Hmm. Um, hmm. Adam, if you didn't think this was Little House on the Prairie and really thought you knew what it was, um, where would you go? Um, I would go to AF Blues. <laughs> Forum. Close. Com. Close. Action Figure Blues Forum. No. Com. No. Close. Oh, sorry. AFBforum.com. There you go. Yes. Um, and then I'd find the lovely, lovely post that's uh, a long running thread that's all about the various name that options, and I would go in there and make a comment. And Eddie, what would happen if they got it right? Uh, I'd walk around saying, My name is Hellbot. <laughs> Well, that's... But uh, if by chance you are someone else who takes a guess and gets it right, you will get forum points from the lovely John. And what could you do with those forum points, Al? Uh, it depends, really. Sometimes you can give them to hobos for a warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, other times they've been known to be traded in it. Uh, I think it was Tim Hortons for donuts. Um, yep. Every now and then, you know, you might just do a line uh, for the credit card of your points and, and snort <laughs> them and see what happens. But it's really up to you. Hmm. What's in your wallet, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, if that's all too hard for you, you can come over to, to tvandfilmtoys.com and play the picture version, although I haven't posted a new one in a couple weeks. I'm sorry, guys. Life's you got to do a shadow of a shadow figure. I, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Yeah. They, Wait, the shadow that the shadow figure's casting? Yeah. That's some kind of Inception stuff right there. I, I, yeah. I think we need to move on. Eddie? Yep. Move us on. Ah, yes. Coming up next is our Toy of the Week. Starbird, a product of space-age technology created by MB Electronics. Stand by for final tap. Starbird sensors trigger microcircuitry to generate the matching sounds of climbing. Level off. Descend. Fire laser gun. That does it. Thank you. Starbird from MB Electronics. Give your child a look at tomorrow today. Command base and launching pad sold separately. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each week we take turns. Sometimes we don't take turns. Sometimes we do. But tonight we're taking turns. And, Eddie, you got our first Toy of the Week. I do. And I don't know if either of you two have had this feeling, but sometimes there's a media property out there that you may consume that you feel, uh, I, I, I really want a action figure of this property. It's, it's something I'm enjoying. I am an action figure collector. I would really like for them to do an action figure of this uh, piece of media. And there are some that you wonder if it's ever going to happen. And I did have it with my toy of the week tonight. And uh, when it did finally get revealed uh, that we were getting uh, a piece of plastic based on this show i was very excited so uh for tonight's episode i'm reviewing 
uh, the Sherlock action figure from Underground Toys. So if you're not familiar with Underground Toys, they're the guys that make the five-inch uh, figures for BBC's Doctor Who television show. And this figure is quite similar to that uh, if you haven't come across it uh, here before. So uh, obviously it's based from the show Sherlock. Uh, it is the Sherlock Holmes figure that I've got. It's the only character they have released so far uh, based on the modern-day Bernadette uh, Cumberbatch uh, style. Uh, as mentioned, it's from Underground Toys. It was released this year, 2015. Uh, he set me back around $30 Australian, uh, which I was actually quite happy with. He's only just started to hit stores. In fact, I think Australia might be one of the first places uh, to get him in. I've seen a couple pop up online on eBay at some very ridiculous prices. Uh, so he's been selling the last week or so a couple of times for around the 70 uh, US dollar mark, which is kind of ridiculous for something that's just hitting. So uh, I do implore people be very careful about spending high prices because this could be one that in a couple of months' time could be sitting on a lot of shelves there and you don't want to have spent that money uh, only to find him quite easily. Uh, so how you would find him on the shelf, he does come in a very nice collector friendly box it's actually very similar to a lot of the recent doctor who collector figures that we've had where they've come in a nice box uh with a velcro uh door front looking in you can hear the nice velcro here opens up and you have the window section looking in on the actual figure himself the design on the front of the box is uh 22b baker's street with the lovely doors there now, weirdly, though, on the box, they've put a whole bunch of stickers showing off things with the figure. So it's got the accessory includes. It's got a sticker of the actual uh, picture of the figure. And it's got a sticker I, I believe is referring to his action features. It's just uh, a big sticker. It's actually on the box twice, one on the front and one when you open up the flaps. It's on the plastic as well that just says posable arms. Uh, that's a, I really don't know why they felt the need to overly promote an action figure having posable arms. Uh, maybe they were a bit worried about all the flack we gave Metsco toys on their Breaking Bad figures, hmm. that they were quite excited to have posable arms on theirs, but they really hammer it, hammer it home with the packaging here that he comes with posable arms. Um, but, yeah, re really nice box design, but uh, some of those stickers over the top uh, do sort of let let it down a bit from being 100% collector-friendly. He's got a plastic tray on the inside, so it's easy to slide in and out. You could reset him uh, back up quite easily. Uh, the sculpt on the figure is uh, very well done. It's definitely Bernadette Cumberbatch from the TV show. He's got that nice heavy coat on in this look. He's got his scarf done. It's even the scarf uh, sort of not as he wears it in the show. Uh, I think the highlight of the sculpting here is definitely the head sculpt. He's got his luscious curly locks that sort of come out in a bit of a diamond shape 
here on the side of his head. They've really captured, I don't even know what you would call it, but Benedict Cumberbatch kind of has a weirdly webbed uh, middle section of his nose in the way that it links to his upper lip, and they've definitely captured this in as well as his high-collared cheekbones uh, coming down to a slight bit of a pointed jaw. Probably my favourite bit of sculpting, and I didn't realise it at first because it looks very plain, is his hands. So he's got one hand that's closed uh, to hold accessories and one that's slightly open to hold another batch of accessories. And what I really like about it is, uh, so he comes with his violin and violin bow. So one hand you can quite easily place the violin in so he's holding it up at his shoulders and the other hand uh, you can put the violin bow and get him in a real nice pose as if he's playing the violin there in his different style. And the other two accessories he comes with is a mobile phone that fits quite snugly and as you would want it in his closed hand uh you could almost have it as if he's uh taking a picture of something he's seen on the street and the other accessory he comes with is a skull which in the open hand uh fits very perfectly around the ridge of the jaw and there's even a slight uh indent in the bottom of the skull that his index finger goes in and he holds that perfectly so i do like that they've gotten multiple uses out of the sculpting of the hands uh for the different accessories that he comes with uh, here, so a very, very cleverly done, very subtle, uh, but very clever. I am very impressed by what they managed to get out of the uh, same hand sculpts there, being able to use multiple times for his different accessories. Uh, now the paints on him. This is where the figure slightly starts to go downhill a little bit. So uh, there has been a bit of disappointment from people who've got him in hands about his eye paint. So it's not that he has wonky eyes. Uh, the paint's just a little bit too uh, big on the eyes. Bernadette has uh, sort of more smaller eyes, and it does give him a bit of a wide-eyed uh, kind of stunned mullet uh, look to him. Uh, now, there's also been a fair bit of uh, paint misses on his hair sculpt, where you can see uh, the hairline with flesh tone on it. Uh, I did actually need to go through a few of the boxes on the shelf uh, at the ABC store that I picked it up at before I found one that I was kind of happy with. Uh, so if you do have the option of going through and uh, finding one in hand, I do recommend it. It's not horrible. But uh, definitely looking on him front on, it leaves a little bit to be desired for. When you look at him on an angle on the side of that, the eye paint is not too bad at all. It's just when you're sort of looking at him front on, it's, it's just something slightly cartoony. Now, most of the big complaint pictures I've seen of this are where people have put him up against Doctor Who figures because they're similar in size and articulation and design. Uh, they he does look slightly lacking next to those. Uh, but my hope is that as we get more Sherlock figures, and I hope we do, uh, that that sort of style that they've painted the eyes in carries across into the other figures and he'll at least match uh, with the other figures there in the line. Uh, so in terms of articulation, 
He's got a uh, head swivel joint. It's slightly hindered by his scarf and his coat, but you can get a uh, bit of direction out of it. He has ball joints in the shoulders. He has a swivel in the bicep. He has an elbow joint, uh, and he has swivels at the wrist. He also has uh, ball joints in the leg, a swivel in the upper thigh, and a cut uh, a joint in the uh, knee there, as well as um, on the waist too. He's also got a swivel joint. So uh, it is a little bit hindered by his coat. You can't get a full uh, 360 turnaround on the waist. Uh, but you can get a fairly decent amount of posing as you would pose him. He isn't a very action-based uh, character. You'd get very extreme poses out of or would want to display him in that. Um, as I said, my favourite pose to have him in, uh, is actually playing the violin. I do think you can pose him up quite well for that, and that works uh, quite well. So uh, definitely there with the arms, as it says on the front of the box, the posing there uh, is very good. Now, in terms of the accessories this comes with, I've given them all a brief mention so far. So you've got the violin and the bow, which are very well painted. There's lots of different colour choices on the uh, violin and the violin bow is nice and thin. It is a little bit wonky coming out of the packages, but uh, does look nice. Uh, his mobile phone is fantastic. It appears to be a little blueberry. It's got the buttons there uh, on the base and uh, just mainly a piece of black plastic. I was a little disappointed there's no real details on the back side of the phone. It would have been nice if there was just a little square to denote a camera or something there. But the best accessory comes with is the skull. This is really well done. Um, the skull design is almost spot on to the human anatomy of an actual skull. And the paintwork on it is really brilliant and well detailed. The weird problem is it's almost too detailed. As I mentioned, the paintwork on the head of the figure comes across almost a little bit cartoonish. And then when you have uh, this almost photorealistic skull in his hand, uh, they do almost look as if they're coming from two different lines. So uh, I'm not too sure if it can be considered a bad thing, but... Uh, yeah, the, the skull head, except the skull accessory is almost too well done, uh, as an accessory for it to match with, uh, the rest of what he has going on. But, um, I guess it's a good bad problem to have there. So, uh, all in all, I am very impressed with this figure. I am glad to finally have him in hands, and I was glad to have him for tonight's episode. I'm moving at the moment, and everything's packed up, and I don't know uh, if I was going to have anything for tonight, tonight. And then just as I was on my way home last night, I uh, stopped in at the ABC store and found him on the shelves. So uh, it all seemed to have worked out there. So I do like him. In terms of a dolly rating, uh, I'll probably give him eight and a half uh out of ten dollars there for that so uh do you guys watch sherlock at all are you guys a fan of i do um it's been a while i mean obviously they haven't had a new episode out in a while so it'll be interesting to see if they maybe do figures for the christmas episode that's coming yeah and actually look to be honest that was one thing i forgot to mention probably the biggest lacking i feel uh from this figure is the fact that there's no john watson out or solicited at the moment, and this really feels like uh, one of those ones that uh, if we don't get a John Watson, 
at some point it, it will always be lacking. So um, I, d- I don't want to take any points or denote it or really deny it for something that's not there. But, yeah, it's, it's it would almost be like having Starsky and Hutch and not having Starsky there in the line or uh, having an X-Files uh, figure set and not having a Scully to go with your Mulder. It's just one of those ones that needs to go together. What other figures would you want to see, I guess? Uh, from the line? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to uh, – Moriarty, obviously, a Mycroft and Irene Adler. Um, even, you know, though it's probably my least favorite one, I'd, I'd love to see it get to the point that we have, you know, the hound creature from the Hounds of the Baskervilles and – um, you could do lots of different ones in this line and also all the different costumes that they wear throughout the show. So the Christmas special would be a good one in their Victorian outfits. You could do even a, um, previews exclusive version where he has the deer hunter hat, uh, on his head and do all that. So I, I, I think there's a few different things they could do, uh, with this line here. Well, cool. Adam, yeah. Adam, you in for this? Um, Probably not. Um, I don't have that much of a, an affinity for Sherlock. Hmm. I don't mind watching it every now and then, but it's really not something I'm going to go out of my way for. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it's an odd little choice. I mean, um, because here it'll, it'll run. I'm trying to think if it runs on PBS. I want to say it runs on PBS and not BBC America. So it's kind of odd how it's, you know. It's an odd, odd kind of property for us, I would think, here in the States. Yeah. I probably won't it, ever see it on the shelf. Yeah, it is a bit – and actually, I forgot to mention uh, to do with the packaging. Uh, it's a very weird because I looked for this. I heard it was hitting. I looked for it in an ABC store, which is sort of our version of um, PBS. Um, and I may have walked past it because it actually looks like a book – Mm. the box and having the door front and uh, all that. And because it's not as iconic as say the TARDIS design on a box, um, it is very much the size of a book about the width of a book and has that kind of thing. So I almost walked past it in the second ABC shop I was in uh, and it was just at the last minute I sort of turned back and uh, found it there. So if you are on the hunt for it, just, um, Keep your eye out because it was very well camouflaged on the uh, shelf there. And, I mean, our ABC stores, they also have books and all that around. So uh, it, it was quite easy to blend into that because it was on the shelves next to books. But, um, yeah, it did, did blend very easily into the shelf. Well, that's, that's good to know. And yeah. you know what? I think we should go find out if this is an Adam's thing. I bet he bought something this week. So we'll find out next in Feeding the Addiction. Yeah. Yes. The new He-Man power sword. Cool. It makes sound. That's all. The power sword makes eight action sounds. It lights up with power. You can be a hero. With the He-Man power sword. Send for a He-Man video for 99 cents and postage with specially marked vehicles. We are all here because we collect. So Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we have made. Uh, so uh, first up tonight, Adam, what have you grabbed? So in the last couple of weeks, um, I have acquired some of these uh, Bandai, DBZ, Shokugan, 
um, Shoto Neo figures. So these started Seems coming tight. out. Yep, they started coming in 2013. The first line of them was uh, a battle damaged Go- Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan God Goku, and Super Saiyan Vegeta. Um, I didn't get the official or main release ones. I got the SCC C 2013 set because mm. um, that was going for 30 bucks or whatever it was US. So I grabbed that. Um, and I grabbed a box of the next line that came out after that, which had a Super Saiyan Goku not battle damaged, a legendary Super Saiyan Broly, and a Bardock, which is Goku's dad. Mm. And that's me. Hmm. Hmm. There is a doubt. Um, um, how was the Bardock? How did he turn out? Because of... Oh, was he miss, missing some armor parts? Because he, he seemed a little odd in the pictures that I'd seen. It looks like he's, I think normally he's got, um, one of the shoulders has a shoulder, like a vambrus, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the way he's meant to look. Well, he doesn't have that. He's just got the, essentially the green and black version of, um, Vegeta kind of style armor. Okay. Doesn't seem quite right. That's alright. But the yeah. interesting thing is that the first wave, the SDCC wave, uh, 3.2 inches. And then for the next round, they went for 3.75 inches, so that's great consistency for us. Yeah. That's, yeah, one thing Bandai always seems to have trouble with is keeping scale in uh, some of their smaller lines. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. That's a fun. Uh, and, John, what about yourself? I got a mystery mini I'm going to be talking about in probably just a few minutes. Oh, that was there it. we are. So and that was a bit it. of a mystery, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, me, myself, I've been on a bit of a spending spray this week. Now, last time I was on, Adam decided to chock his news section full of SH Figuarts Dragon Ball Z uh, stuff, and that was the last uh, little inkling I needed before I got stuck into uh, this property. Uh, I was actually walking past a store in Melbourne I'd never been into before called Critical Hit, and they had the basic Goku, uh, so Goku not Super Stain in the window, and I was like, oh, you know, if I'm going to get one, that would be the figure that I want. So I popped in to inquire about it, and it turned out the only one they had was the open one in the Windows Store display. Uh, so there was a very nice guy in there. I tried to get his name later on uh, on a repeat visit. I believe it was either Kit or Michael. So uh, Kit or Michael, uh, big thank you for your help there. He did a wonderful job uh, finding all the little bits and pieces uh, that, that had since been opened up. Uh, to put him out on the window display and got pretty much all in. I think I'm missing one or two little bits from his spirit bomb. Uh, oh, sorry, Kamehameha uh, wave blast. But apart from that, all his hands and face pieces uh, in there. And because it was a window display, he gave me a very nice discount on it that made it definitely worth uh, picking up. So, uh, And he was really friendly, some great uh, customer service uh, through there. Uh, but then once I got home and started playing with it, the bug was brought. So I did pop back uh, the next couple of times and also picked up a Piccolo, a Super Saiyan young Gohan as he appeared around the Cell Saga, and a Super Saiyan uh, Goku there, and there was also a very another 
um, lovely lady there who uh, set me up and helped me um, out with these ones that unfortunately uh, John decided to offend when I mentioned earlier by uh, asking about her nipple ring. Uh, but I, I definitely did just want to give out a shout to this store because uh, the few times I've been in there of recent, it's actually been really wonderful uh, customer service. So I uh, very much appreciate those guys uh, in there. I also managed to pick up the new Peter Capaldi Doctor Who figure in his actual Peter Capaldi outfit. Now, there's a few variants uh, on him. It all just uh, depends on what shirt you want to buy him with. I decided to go with the polka dot look just because that seemed very Doctor Who-y and out there to me. As mentioned earlier, I also picked up the Mondo Michelangelo, my toy of the week, which was the Sherlock, and I finally completed my uh, Star Wars Black Wave 2. So I got the Guavian Guard, uh, which was found by uh, my mate at work, Mr. Chris T., Got the uh, snow trooper officer from our co-host Ben, and uh, the big drum roll too. I also finally got a Captain Phasma, which uh, has been haunting a lot of us Star Wars collectors in trying to cut de- track down. Uh, so definitely uh, very happy mm. about finally having that one done and dusted before the film comes out. So uh, yeah, my wallet's not too happy, but uh, I am this week. Well, good. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, and good find on that. Yeah, so, uh, thank you. It was actually one of the guys on uh, one of the Australian message boards. A few of them have turned up there, but it's been people scalping. And remember, there's even one that someone wanted like 134, which was just ridiculous. But uh, one guy stuck one up at pretty much the uh, cost plus postage, and uh, I noticed he'd only posted it a minute ago. So I tried my luck, and uh, I was successful. So I should have that uh, for next week, but. Uh, so if no one else has any other items to report, we'll come back with our second uh, Toy of the Week. Stealth Voltron, energized to fight, Stealth Lion Strike. Five blazing lions with a blasting bomb attack. Armed with an explosive arsenal of stealth technology. Lions loaded with missiles, might, and the power to unite. Stealth Voltron, five cyber lions built into one ultimate robot. Striking down forces of doom with a mighty energy sword. Behold the power of stealth technology. Voltron Stealth Lions constructed the invincible robot Stealth Voltron. And now it's time for our second toy of the week, and that is with John. So over to you, John. Well, I'd mentioned last week that I was kind of picking up some stream minis, and I had some duplicates for Game of Thrones for uh, Jon Snow and a Ned Stark and a Tyrion. And, yeah, I got all sorts of extras. Well, because of that, I'd actually um, stocked out a couple of different Walgreens on uh, Game of Thrones mystery minis, and they restocked and because they said some poor bastard in Indiana buying these. I know where we can get rid of them. Um, so they put them all in Indiana, probably. Uh, but one of them actually restocked with Series 2, which I hadn't ever seen. So, um, of course, I had to buy one of those. And uh, if you're picking these up, you, you know what they come in. They come in a little uh, box, like a three-inch square box. And um, the one I picked up, you could actually feel in it that it was heavier than the others, but it actually filled the box. Because of the way these are made, most of the human characters don't fill that box up very much. They kind of bounce around a lot. But the one I picked up, one of them I picked up, actually, you could tell it was um, filling the box up pretty well. So I was like, I don't know what that is. And I got home, and it turns out that it was uh, Drogon, which is the black dragon, or red dragon, or 
whichever one you want to say it is. And actually, I believe, um, and I'm still trying to verify this, this is the 1 in 72 uh, metallic variant because cool. he has a very metallic look to him. His teeth are actually silver. Um, the whole figure is shiny as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the matte that the rest of these figures are. Um, this is Series 2. They actually did a Series 1 version of him as well. I don't have that one. I have the Viserion. Viserion? The, the yellow dragon yeah. from the first series. So this is the, the black dragon from the second series. And the difference between them is, um, and the reason he was filling up the box so much, is this one actually has his wings spread open behind him. So he's that little, you know, he's a pop final, obviously, but he's he's got his wings up behind him. And the other one, um, the first series, had a bigger head, and the wings were tucked in um, beside him, more like a young dragon. So um, styling-wise, it's a little bit different than the first one. Uh, you know, it's a blind box. You guys know how those work. You don't know what's in it. You can just, they have, um, on the outside, they have what the, uh, case pack out is. So you kind of get an idea on the rarity scale. And like I said, this is the, I think this is the variant, the metallic variant, um, which made me very happy, uh, because his paint is actually the, the black is all like gloss black, which I don't know. I almost would have rather had that the matte because he doesn't. He does look different than the rest of the figures in the line. But then his wings are like a copper, coppery red. They actually have a little bit of a reflective property to them. Um, the little spikes on his back are done that same way. And his eyes are in that color and his tongue as well. Um, the paint on this guy is really well applied, I have to say. Because I was kind of like looking at his teeth, especially where they're silver instead of white. Um, there's no slop or anything on them. They actually look like they're really well done. Uh like I said, this guy has his wings up behind him, so you kind of get to see his full body. Um, what I didn't realize, and it, it makes sense that the, the Game of Thrones dragons must be like bats, where their um, front limbs are actually their wings, and their their rear limbs are more like uh, like you know like dog leg kind of things or lizard legs or alligator legs. I don't know. You guys figure it out. But they, he doesn't really have any arms. And that was kind of throwing me at first. So you got like this big, long snake neck going into a body with these wings coming out and then some, <laughs> some feet on it. Um, then you've got his tail kind of curled up behind him. Sits very well because he's got that tail to balance him out. Um, you know, and those wings are spread up behind him. He's taller than any of the other pot vinyl uh, mystery minis I have by a little bit. Not much, but um, he does stand up behind that, uh, you know, uh, regular like Ned Stark, one of the taller ones I have. Uh, he is tall. The tips of his wings go up behind that. So, um, little toenails are painted in gold. So he's he's got that going for him as well. The tongue looks good. He's got an open mouth. Um, one thing I didn't notice until I actually put this down next to the first series is his body is actually quite a bit. I don't know. If it's quite a bit smaller, but it's more almost the same size as the the Wave One Dragon, and um, the head on the Wave One Dragon is just way bigger than than this one's head. So um, it's like they scale shifted the dragons for, for this line so they could get those wings out like that. But I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because, uh, you know, with the mystery minis, I don't know that scale is really a, an issue, you know, a, a choice issue or a, a, you know, your Tyrions aren't in scale with your, your Jon Snows exactly or your, um, your Ned Starks. So um, pretty cool overall. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, the paint, like I said, it's pretty well done. Uh, I would have preferred the black maybe be matte, but it's not a huge deal. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I really, I really don't have any complaints. I was, I was really kind of pleased and stoked. I pulled it out of the box. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I got a dragon on the first, first pull from a series. I was, I was like happy. So now, unfortunately, I'll probably get four more of these, but, um, <laughs> that might be okay if I can pull all the variants. Uh, but I doubt that I will. So, um, the, um, do you have one that you're hoping to get when you we out of this wave that you're hoping will be a, you know, there's a, a second Jon Snow. Um, I wouldn't mind getting him. I wouldn't mind getting uh, Daenerys because I don't have one of those from the first wave. Um, and she's in her blue dress in this one. So, um, cool. Uh, Oberyn Martell shows up. Is that it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shows up in this wave as well. Um, as well as a version, a little less rare version of the other, the gold dragon. So the yellow dragon. So it'd be nice to have both of them um, together, you know, the first wave and the second wave. But um, I, I wouldn't have to have that. I actually like more of the figures in the first wave, I think, than the second one. But that's mm. that's okay. I would like to get Jon Snow because he's more of a fighting Jon Snow. And overall, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, nine and a half out of ten. I think just because the paint's all really well done. Um, it's stylized, but but looks cool. Um, you know, and they, they've managed to fill out that box uh, pretty well. So that's a, a hint if you're out there and you see Series Two in the gray boxes. Kind of look for the heaviest box, and you won't really hear it rattling around a lot in there. So if you're looking for one of the dragons, it's a good way to maybe track it down. But, yeah, I'm cool. pretty pleased. Now, they have four other boxes from Series 2 at this this Walgreens in particular. So, um, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be gone later this week. <laughs> it kind of it kind of sucked because I got up to the checkout and I had points on my, my Walgreens um you know, reward program. And she's like, well, you want to use, you know, some of your points for that? And I was like, you know, if I had known that, I probably would have just got more of them and used yeah. the points. But there was a line behind me and I didn't feel like saying, you know, can you wait here for a minute while I run back across the store and get a couple more of these? Because people were already <laughs> looking at me like I was strange. So please tell me you would have been singing the theme song at the time of doing it. Uh, no. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's not the words. Oh. The words are, um... Wiener, wiener, thrones, wiener, wiener. Thrones, game of fucking thrones, game of fucking thrones. <laughs> if you haven't seen I, that one, you should. I, I was thinking the South Park episode where it's all about penises, and it's just, <laughs> wiener, 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 penis, wiener, wiener. My, uh, my wife's uh, ringtone on my phone is the, uh, the Daenerys with, um, Rastafarian Targaryen. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Sometimes she, <laughs> sometimes she calls and I just let it play so I can hear it. <laughs> okay, easy done. Uh, so if there's nothing else to add, that'll wrap things up as we move through to our next segment. What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is our chance to poke fun at the WTF moments of our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing over the penalty this week is John, so over to you, John. Well, I actually um, deviated from my Walgreens runs lately, and I went to a Walmart, and uh, (gasps) yeah, no, actually, I was there to buy groceries, but I was cruising through the uh, toy aisle, and and you know what, I I saw the... uh, um, Walking Dead building sets, and I, I thought, well, maybe I'll stop and look for Glenn, um, but, but he wasn't there. So um, 
thought they did have one, one, a box, and it had in it one last envelope of the, uh, like two pack building figures. You know, the little mini figures that come with the building sets. And it was series three or something. I don't know. It had Michonne and, uh, Abraham and Eugene and a bunch of zombies in the series from what it looked like on the back. So I thought, well, I, I kind of like all those characters. Um, I'll go ahead and pick it up. It was like three bucks. So I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and get this. So I start carting this around the store and I'm carrying it and I kept falling through the grates in the cart and, you know, I kept having to pick it up and I get all the way up to the register and I get ready to check out and I put up whatever the other stuff I had was and I set it down. She goes, bring it up, runs it across the scanner. Item not found. <laughs> she tries it again. Item not found. She types it in. Item not found. So I'm looking at her and I'm like, you know what? This, this is just a sign that I'm not supposed to have this, but I, I have to give them a red card because this was the last one in the box. So I'm thinking yeah. to myself, if it's the last one in the box, how did you sell the rest of them? It's a fair point. Yeah. I remember hearing someone else having a very similar problem to this just recently where, yeah, they would want someone buying one of the last of something and it was coming up as, yeah, yeah not in their system and, it just made you know, no sense at all, you know? I mean, if it was, like, the first item or, you know, hey, it's not supposed to be on the shelf yet, I've seen those come up. And normally the ones that you can't sell will come up, you know, can't be sold until such and such a date. But but this is actually the... So did somebody shoplift the rest of them? I, I just, I have no clue. Hmm. Have no clue. Yeah. Um, so um, my Toy of the Week was almost a Walking Dead figure um, from that series, but uh, you, you guys will have to wait and... Maybe I'll get one. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what one, what one do you reckon was in there? You know, I tried to feel the package and I really had no clue because those are so small. Um, mm. and, and there was a piece of paper or something in there and I just, I couldn't, I can't tell if they're in pieces either. It almost feels like they're in pieces, like not yep. all one piece maybe. And, and I couldn't make out what the different little pieces were. I tried, but, mm. and if I oh. probably opened one, and I had looked at one in hand. I could probably tell you, but, you know, just looking at the package. But because I haven't had one in my hand, I can't really discern what they are. So, yeah. Walmart scanning system, you're getting our red card this week. Yeah, and well-deserved. So, so coming up after that well-deserved fail is our third and final Toy of the Week. To you, Goku, my greatest pupil with a tail. I entrust this ancient dragon ball. Keep it and the others from the evil emperor. And while fearsome creatures may stand in your way and be your lunch, you'll also have many allies, even Bulma. Two brave warriors, fast-kicking Krillin and sword-swinging Yamcha, will help you defeat the emperor and his evil fighters. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Action figures and collectible figures from Bandai. And for our final toy of the week, we have Adam. So over to you, Adam. Thank you, Eddie. As I've discussed earlier, I've acquired my uh, Bandai Shokugan Shoto Neo Ultimate Spark version Super Saiyan Vegeta. Um, it was released in 2013, and I've got mine this year, which is 2015. It's an action figure. Um, the price of these, I'm not sure what the price of the regular version is, but the Ultimate Spark version was a box of three, which went for $30 US. Um, so, you know, you can easily... Work that out as ten bucks each, um, and be done with it. So the package this comes in is um, 
a standard kind of shipper box. Um, this was a, an SDCC one, so it's got SDCC stickers on it. Um, inside the box, you have the three figures in essentially little plastic bubbles of their own, so just plastic baggy things, um, along with another little, which is essentially segmented. One's got the figure, one's got the swap-out hands, and one's got the, the flight stand in it. Well, sorry, there are four segments because the flight stand base is separate from the actual pole. Um, so the box is obviously reusable. The bags themselves are just kind of going to get thrown away. Uh, once you've done that, you take the figure out. He's fine. Um, I've found that mine has a couple bits and pieces where the paint has rubbed off the elbow joint, which is not impressive. Uh, the elbow joints were themselves stiff to begin with. Um, one of the shoulders is a bit gammy and when you try and bend it in some positions, it likes to start trying to come apart, which is also not terrific. Um, otherwise, you know, it's it's not too bad. It's a little 3.2 version of Vegeta. Um, the articulation is actually quite interesting. So I've worked out there's probably about 21 points of articulation in total. Um, he's got a ball-jointed head, ball-jointed hands and feet. Uh, he has a ball-jointed waist. He has an ab crunch. Um, he has ball joint shoulders, which rotate in a couple of different ways. He's just got straight, um, hinged elbows, hinged knees. Um, he's got a, a mid thigh cut and he's also got the, uh, the groin diagonal cut, which means posing him is a little bit different from what I'm a bit, I'm used to with most of my figures, but sure, why not? Um, frustratingly, his boots at the, so at the top of his boots, um, that's not articulated at all, which I probably would have given up, you know, the mid-thigh cut if it, they'd gone for, say, a ball-jointed crotch um, and uh, gone for a, an articulated um, boot top because I think that would be useful in, in posing in different poses. Um, otherwise, you know, the articulation's all right. It's pretty good for something that's as small as it is. Um, the colour of paint, so... The Spark versions, they metallicized the hair and um, one of the primary colors of the people's clothing. So for Vegeta, it's his blue bodysuit that's a metallic blue. Um, and obviously his hair is kind of a metallic yellow goldeny color, which is fine. The paints otherwise are pretty ordinary. Um, there's no wash effects. Uh, the, there's not much in the way of slop, like I said. There's the um, the rub that's happened on mine, um, but they're, they're just uninspiring in terms of there's nothing complex about them. It would be pretty easy to go through and put a wash on it myself, and I may well do that. The pupils on his eyes um, are fine if you actually look at him from side on or from an angle, but if you look at him front on, his right pupil is clearly larger than his left pupil, so it looks like Gertie's had a good crack at this one. Um Otherwise, yeah, sure, paint, boring, meh. Um, the sculpt itself has all the problems you expect in something this kind of size, which is largely around the fact that he's a fairly muscular guy, which is fine, but you've got a head sitting on top of um, a shorter-than-normal neck, which means it looks like he's got almost no neck, um, particularly because they've also um, raised up the, the straps that go on his armour that go over his shoulders. Um, so that stands up probably larger than it needs to, and as a result makes his neck look even shorter. 
Tony Bosa looks like a, a no neck Harry. Um, so, I mean, uh, apart from that, it's not too bad. He actually has got a bit of a prominent package, which is a bit weird because we never really get to, to see packages being made prominent that much on a lot of the Z, the Z fighters um, during the, the show and the manga, but sure, why not? Um, I've not really played with the swap-out hands. The hands aren't hard to take out, so Vegeta swap-out hands are for doing something like a final flash or, or something similar to that. Fine. The flight stand is pretty simple. It's just a, a nice hexagonal base with um, a couple of little dragon balls painted on it and the name of the figure. So Ben would love that because clearly if you don't know what, who the character is, you probably shouldn't have the, the, the figure. Um, the flight stand is a simple um, single segment um, pole with a, a rotation at the top and bottom and a, um, a nice claw on the top which looks like, yep, you can take the claw pieces out if you want to. So if you wanted to use this for another figure, uh, you could easily go off and if you have um, any of the Bandai um, Act 4 stages or similar, you'd be able to swap out for a, a different pole or a different claw setup if you wanted to. So that's actually quite good because that's fairly reusable. Uh, in terms of overall dolly rating, um, I think I have to give this a pretty low score. I can't see how this gets higher than a 6. I think it's probably more like a five or a four. Um, the other thing that, as I said during the um, feeding addiction, was these guys are smaller than the second wave, like half an inch pretty much or a bit over half an inch smaller, and that just makes no sense whatsoever um, in terms of trying to keep a line going in the same scale. And it's not that it's, you know, just this character is a bit taller than that character. It's consistently they are smaller. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens with the next wave that comes out um, in the next month as to what kind of scale they are, and from there, I guess, it would just be a case of what gets displayed where. Um, yeah. How, how do these match up to, like, a regular three-and-three-quarter figure? These are shorter, right? These are shorter. So the next wave is a three-and-three-quarter scale. I wonder if they did it for just that reason, as everybody complained and said, well, these don't match any of my... Other figures, yeah. Figures. Although with I the guess, mean, anime it's not like there's a lot of other anime three and three quarter figures out there not really no um i'm just trying to remember what scale mask were and they were like three inch maybe or two and something inch two and something yeah they were a little smaller yet i think yeah so i literally have nothing else that i can think of that this this lines up well to what were the original um small form joes they They were three and three quarter they were still three and three yeah, well, okay. they were like three and a half, maybe, but I mean, they were considered three and three quarter. Yeah, so they there. You go, unique little size of their own. What what prompted you to to kind of like look at this scale? Um, I'd seen that the the next wave was coming out. I just kind of went, yeah, you know, look, it's not like the um the full size six inch kind of scale ones are coming out all the time, so. And I haven't been connect, collecting anything else, so I was kind of like, yeah, I may as well have a look at it and see what I think um, and have a crack. But, I mean, it, it's also, I guess if I'm going to go building more diorama pieces, then it's easier to fit something this size into a, a diorama than a bunch of six-inch figures. I don't need as many diorama pieces. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's kind of the appeal to G.I. Joe and Star Wars is you can, you can have a bunch of them in a dio without... You know, yeah, have have without, ta- whole, without taking up your whole room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Yeah, no, easy done. Uh, but yeah, that's always something that I always worry a bit with Bandai. I do like some things that they release, but 
their scale choices uh, can often be very... I know with the Ben 10 line, they released everything in a 4-inch scale. And okay. when I say they released everything in a 4-inch scale, they made every character 4 inches, even if they were a giant dinosaur character or meant to be a little sort of microp uh, dwarf character. Uh, they were all just released in the scale of four inches uh, height, so every character was out of scale uh, okay. with everyone else through in that original uh, line. And even the um, original Dragon Ball Z figures that were released uh, here in Australia when the anime uh, yeah. was on, and they re-released the like early 90s figures with the two points of articulations with the arms, and then they released the French figures that had like four points of articulation and it were a different scale and then um yeah. Irwin started doing their own figures for um that had like lots of articulation and real detailed paint but they were doing figures that hadn't been released so you didn't have matching figures for those old ones that were released with no it was it was a very interesting I I loved all those figures I brought them all but yeah that was a very weird weird way of filling in your collection yeah, it didn't really work at all. Um, and then if you wanted to go back and get any of the other Bandai ones, some of them didn't really work anyway because it was kind of similar scale, but the, just the sheer lack of quality that they'd put into it was um, just made it look rubbish. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so yeah. we'll see what the, the next wave's like and, and see how we go from there. There we are. So that was our final toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll run through with some feedback before wrapping up. Once upon a time, a boy discovered a magic castle. Inside was a bat lord and his knights, a witch and the smell of rotting birds. It was time to go. And the boy tried to escape, but the witch insisted he stay. For dinner, Legomania, a chilling new Fright Night collection from Lego System, each set sold separately. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you would like to hear your questions, comments, suggestions on our future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. Now, John, you have our piece of feedback to, for the night, so over to you. Yeah, Andrew sent us a nice little message. He said, is there going to be a new release of Force Awakens toys when the movie comes out? Just like there was a release on Force Friday, like more Lego sets and action figures? Uh, now, I can actually answer this one. There will be more things coming out. So uh, from what I have heard from people on the inside... There is a reveal lock on certain characters. So um, obviously there's a lot of internet talk going on about uh, Luke uh, not appearing anywhere at the moment, despite us knowing that Mark Hamill's in the one, uh, in the film. Uh, there's also uh, Andy Serkis's character, Lord Snook. Uh, he hasn't been shown anywhere. Uh, there is apparently merchandise of these characters coming, but they... Uh, can't reveal it uh, as licensees until the film is actually out. It's something Abrams is ke- being kept under lock. Now, Andrew also specifically asked about Lego sets. I know uh, Andrew is a bit of a Lego fan. Uh, I can definitely tell you that there is 
more Lego sets coming because there was a leaked image of a Lego set uh, featuring uh, Leia, who it's, it is not really a spy. She was in the trailer there for a brief moment, so we know uh, she is coming. Um, but uh, that uh, set was leaked. There is a, another character in that set with her who I uh, won't reveal for then potentially getting into spoiler territory. Uh, but if you are desperate to see, you can search that out in the uh, deep recesses of the interweb as well as probably some other things uh, there coming through. So uh, there is more stuff coming, but uh, if you are wary of spoilers, I would be careful about how far you dig down there, Andrew. You know, um, they got a little display out at Walmart with the um, X-Wing the black mm. swing, you know, in it. And they have the gray haired Han Solo saying he comes with the Millennium Falcon. Although I have not seen pictures of the Falcon and, oh. uh, Orion Neos on Twitter had posted a picture of a three and three quarter, um, Millennium Falcon coming with a big gun that pops out of it. Um, yeah, and, that, that one we do have, it's turned up here at Maya stores, uh, just within the last couple of weeks. And, uh, but I don't remember, I don't know, maybe it was just a special with how my stores, but didn't come with Han. It came with a Finn, a Chewie, and a BB-8, yeah, and the Finn and Chewie have the sort of headgear. Um, yeah. yeah. So so that, that one's only just started to hit here, so maybe it'll be popping yeah. out in those ones. I haven't so. seen it yet, so hopefully, so, hopefully yeah. I want to take a look at that. See. The, <laughs> that I wouldn't buy a Falcon. I might have to. Yeah, it's um I I might need to see that one in person or hear um some other reviews on that because the box looked quite small so it's mm. um I don't think it's going to be a in scale uh one with the actual figures I think it might be a Falcon toy that comes with some extra figures uh there I don't think you can actually put them in the vehicle but I could be very wrong on that but uh I'll... I thought it showed an interior piece in the picture I saw but I I could be wrong. Yeah, it could be the cockpit or things like that. I, I haven't had that great of a look, but just by uh, the size of the box, I was uh, thinking there might not be too much there uh, to go with. Um, and I've still got one of my favorite toys ever was uh, for my birthday, getting uh, the original Power of the Force Falcon uh, back there in the day. I was generally not a family that was able to afford huge, big uh, toys, but that, that was one birthday. I definitely got something that came in a big box and... I love that Falcon. That was my figure storage unit in the back section there. And yeah, you know, really that was just a reissue of the vintage one. Yeah, I know, but it was better. If you compare the two, it's much more screen accurate and much better paint. Like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so, See? so Eddie's trying to deny having purchased it or having acquired a vintage toy. Is he? Yeah. But <laughs> is, is well, actually, yeah. It, and it's <laughs> even worse too, because if you work out that, the time that it has now been since that Power of the Force line is actually longer than uh, the vintage line was when the Power of the Force line came out. So, uh, And being past 20 years now, you could argue that Power of the Force is now vintage. Yep. 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 So I, he, I, only, him at, I only have one Falcon, and it's my original one. So yeah. There we <laughs> go. All right. Easy done. So that uh, pretty much wraps things up, guys. So thank you for joining me on here for a, another episode. Do you have any comments as we close up? I don't think so. No. Easy no, done. No, no. I, 
Okay, so everyone uh, listening in the US, happy Thanksgiving to you all. I definitely give thanks to everyone out there who uh, lets us into their ears every week and lets us banter about some plastic. So um, definitely thankful for you guys there. And also to my older brother, uh, who I never had, John. Uh, there, you have a good uh, Thanksgiving there too, man. Very thankful uh, to have you to pick on. Uh, there in life so uh, without anything else to add uh, sayonara guys have a good one uh, good journey ciao adopt dog the action figure blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab if you do listen to us on iTunes please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review we also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases old lines and engage in trades and sales in a safe community please join us there while you're at actionfigureblues.com please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. is our chance to poke fun at the W2E <laughs> moments like this one. Ah, okay. And five, four, three... <laughs>